You're listening to Steve Allen on the Think About It podcast. Last week, we brought you an investigation into COVID vaccine side effects and where to report them. During that investigation, we found four reported deaths filed by Utah families and their caregivers. One particular case stood out to us, a 39-year-old single mom from Ogden with no known pre-existing conditions. Her family sat down with me this weekend as they were saying their final goodbyes. And while they're not against vaccines, they do believe information is power as we all make our own medical decisions. I really didn't cry when my dad died. I cry a lot for her. and. I'm at a stage in my life where I'm okay with that. Alfred Holly is a retired fighter pilot, a military man who's known risk and loss and taken it all in stride until now. She's the one that had promised to take care of me when I was old. The death of his youngest daughter, Cassidy, came out of nowhere four days after her second dose of the COVID vaccine. She came in early and said that her heart was racing. Cassidy and her nine-year-old daughter lived with her parents. She got sick right away. Soreness at the shot location. Then she started getting sick. Then uh, she started complaining that uh, she was drinking lots of fluids, but she couldn't pee. And, and then she felt a little bit better the next day. Cassidy was a surgical tech for a plastic surgeon and stepped up to get the shot without hesitation. She was absolutely fine with getting it. She, she, in fact, she told all of us, it's fine. You guys should all get it. Cassidy's sister, Kristen, lives in Arizona, but the two talked every day. You know, everybody from her work had kind of had flu-like symptoms, so we all thought that was normal. Cassidy got the second Moderna shot on a Monday. By Thursday morning, they were in the ER and answering questions. Is there any explanation? And I said that she just had the shot, and uh, they did a blood test, and they immediately came back and said she's really, really sick. From the hospital, we got a call saying that they were going to life flight her to Murray Trauma Center. And so I immediately jumped on a plane. At Intermountain, doctors worked to stabilize Cassidy in hopes of a liver transplant. It all went so fast. She was healthy, happy, active, um, the greatest mom you ever saw in your life. And then she was so sick that she was, you know, in less than probably 12 hours, she was intubated and on life support. And then she passed 30 hours after we took her to the emergency room. Dr. Eric Christensen, Utah's chief medical examiner, says proving vaccine as a cause of death almost never happens. She was just fine. She was fine the day she got the shot and everything changed. She was healthy and good and then she took the shot. Cassidy's death will leave a major hole. Amelia was my sister's world. It was nine-year-old Emmy who wanted her mom's story told. There is always risk. You can't make that go away. We take risk every day, all day long. So you just have to decide, does it make sense? For me, as a 69-year-old diabetic, it made sense to take the second shot and get the 95% immunity. More than 80 million Americans have received at least one shot of the vaccine. One-tenth of one percent have reported those adverse events to the CDC. 
Of those, there have been 1,637 reports of death. Four of those, again, are here in Utah. Hi, Steve here. I'm sitting in front of my computer, and I'm listening to this stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, is anybody listening to what this guy is saying? Is anybody really paying attention? And then again, is anybody paying attention to all these reports by the news media and exactly what they're saying on these reports? Because it sounds to me like if you were really paying attention and you went ahead and got the jab anyway, that this is really closer to what you're doing. The CDC says it's aware of incidents where people have experienced dizziness or lightheadedness, felt faint or experienced rapid breathing or sweating. But the agency says it hasn't found reason for concern with the vaccine lots and is still encouraging sites to keep administering the shot. But the agency says it hasn't found reason for concern with the vaccine lots and is still encouraging sites to keep administering the shot. J&J said it is sharing these reports with the FDA and other health authorities, writing, When we receive reports of adverse events in individuals receiving our medicines and vaccines, we collect necessary information and carefully assess the events. We collect necessary information and carefully assess the events? You mean the events of all these people that your vaccine has killed? Are they the events you're assessing? You've got to be kidding me. This is just like playing... What's courage? So they carefully collect the information. That's like saying we collect the information on all the statistics of children who've been kidnapped. We don't do anything about it, but we... We collect the information, and then we carefully assess the events. The events? Oh, you mean the people that have died, and they continue to die. But remember, there's no liability because the government has, has given them free reign to do whatever they need to do. They can't be charged. They can't be brought into a court for murder. They can't be charged. So if you continue people to go on taking the jab, it's just exactly like you're playing Russian roulette. In Georgia, Colorado, North Carolina, and Iowa combined, there have been reports of more than 45 adverse reactions to the one-shot Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Now you've got to listen to this interview on Meet the Press with Anthony Fauci, the expert. He's as much of an expert as I am on astrophysics. Do you know what the word prevarication is? He is the master of prevaricating. It's a word we don't hear in today's world because it would describe too many people. He is the master of prevarication. The definition of prevarication is when someone tells a lie, especially in a sneaky way, like a child might use prevarication to avoid telling the whole truth about how the kitchen window got broken. The traditional meaning of prevaricate is to speak or write evasively. Also, in recent years, a second sense has developed, meaning 
to behave in an indecisive manner, delay or procrastinate. In other words, to speak evasively, but can also mean to be indecisive. That sums up Anthony Fauci better than anything I've ever heard before. He changes the goalpost almost on a monthly basis. You anticipate we will at least know something more definitive come Friday when the, when the advisory committee meets next. Yeah, I'm, I'm fairly certain of that, Chuck. I think by Friday we'll know which way we're going on this. He's fairly certain. It's like going out in a rain shower and saying, I think I'm a little bit wet. Hopefully we'll get back on track, but I don't think there's going to be anything that'll linger beyond that. I hope not. I don't think so. I hope not. I don't think so. This is the expert, remember. Don't forget, this is the guy that everybody is listening to. In hindsight, given, I'm sure you've seen the survey, since the announcement of the pause, vaccine hesitancy is up. We've seen vaccine appointments go unfilled. I know you've made the case that, hey, you know, please, look, the fact that we're telling you should give you more confidence, not less. But unfortunately, it appears that, the, that it is the reverse. Do you look at how this sort of spiraled out here and wonder if there should have been a different way you guys handled this? Well, you know, what we do, Chuck, and that's why we keep saying we leave it to the science. We have the experienced FDA and CDC people who are looking at it and monitoring it. You know, we have the experienced FDA and the CDC people. And so I just, I do what they tell me to do and I do what they say to do and, and I'm an expert. You know, there's one case, then two, three, four. And then when they got to six, they say, we really need to pause you know, hopefully, 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 hopefully. Listen carefully, because he loves to use the words, hopefully, you know, it'll, it'll be okay. Hopefully they'll fix this. Hopefully it'll be a quite temporary pause to do a couple of things. One, examine that hopefully there are not several more out there to alert physicians, stay heads up for this. We're concerned it's a very serious complication although it is extremely rare, rare, extremely rare. You know, it's rare. Don't forget, he loves the word rare. As you well put, you know, you have six cases in close to seven million people. Six cases in seven million people. Well, that's not what the news media is reporting, the local news media, the one who don't always try to hide anything from people. That's not what they're saying. Six people out of seven million. But if you go to get the jab, isn't that really like playing? Why not make a specific group on the pause rather than the entire population? Yeah. I don't think we have enough information to do that, Chuck, quite honestly. I don't think we have enough information. Duh. You don't have enough information because you're lying, you're prevaricating. Mr. Fauci. When you talk to our colleagues in Europe, particularly in the UK, it isn't only women. There are men involved and it isn't always associated with birth control by any means. So I think we have to be careful. We did not have enough information to make a narrow restriction off the bat. We didn't have enough information to make a narrow restriction off the bat. In other words, he admits we didn't even have enough information to even be using these so-called vaccines. 
that we're doing it anyway. When we get more information, and that's what we're talking about Friday, it may be by the time you get to Friday that they will say, okay, we've looked into it now, here are some of the restrictions. But I think it would have been too early to have restrictions without looking more closely at it. We didn't have enough information to make a narrow restriction off the bat. But we'll jab you. Come and get your jab. Because it's just like playing Russian roulette. The third shots. Uh, both the uh, CEOs of Moderna and Pfizer have indicated it's likely we're going to need a third shot. There are some people that are going to hear when pharmaceutical CEOs say it, they may raise an eyebrow. I assume this is going to be a federal government decision. What can you tell us about your uh, where, where we are in the research about the, the need for a third shot? It is going to be a public health decision. It's not going to be a decision that's going to be made by a pharmaceutical company. We're partners with them because they're supplying it. It'll be an FDA CDC decision. Notice how all of a sudden it's always a FDA CDC decision, see? That way it deflects all of this from Fauci. And Fauci says it's a public health decision. No, it's not. It's a federal decision, but it also is a pharmacy, pharmaceutical decision too, because they're all making money. And they told the pharmaceutical companies, nobody can sue you. They indemnified them. Remember now, the FDA never approved these so-called vaccines. They were only given the green light to go ahead under the Emergency Act. So it's an emergency to them to get it out as fast as they can. But why? I just can't understand it. Can you? Why would they get it out so quick, not have any liability, so no matter what happens to you or your family members, your children, doesn't matter. You can't sue them. So why would they be in such a rush to get it out and totally indemnify themselves? Hmm. The CDC will use their advisory committee and immunization practices the way they always do. And what we'll do, Chuck, is we'll look at the durability of the response, namely measure the antibodies. We'll get hopefully, 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 hopefully soon a good correlate of immunity. Correlate of immunities. Now that is a big word. You didn't get that in grade school, did you? And if the correlate goes down and you see it starts to slope down, you could project when it's going to be so low that you might have a danger of having breakthrough infections. Breakthrough infections, variants, so many things can happen. It's so unpredictable that we need to keep giving you the jab. Of course, if you take the jab, it's the same as you playing. Who's the boss? When that happens, clearly you're going to see a recommendation for a boost. The other thing is you might start seeing more breakthrough infections that go beyond the level of the efficacy of the vaccine, and then you might also make a decision to do it. But it will be a public health-based decision, not a pharmaceutical company-based decision. By the way, going back to the Johnson & Johnson, the, what's more likely that we will still use the Johnson & Johnson vaccine with some restrictions, or is it very possible we don't use it at all? You know, everything is on the table. Again, 
I'm telling you, I don't know. Everything is on the table, but I'm telling you, I don't know. Is your name Anthony Fauci? Do you know anything about anything besides using big words? Are you really the expert that you claim to be? I'm telling you, I don't know so that it doesn't come and bounce back at me, I but I can give you my estimate. Your estimate or your prevarications? I think prevarications. My, my estimate is that we will continue to use it in some form. I doubt very seriously if they just cancel it. I don't think that's going to happen. They're not going to cancel it because Fauci makes too much money from Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, all of them. So they're not going to cancel it. Oh, no, no, no. Don't look for them to cancel any of them. But if you continue to take the jab and allow your friends and family members to take the jab because they want to feel safe or they want to get back to normal, they want to get back to normal, they aren't going to let you get back to normal they're making too much money. And they're accomplishing what their big friend wants. One issue that really grabbed me as, as urgent uh, was, were issues related to population. In 1998, Dr. Zabin became the founding director of the Bill and Melinda Gates Institute for Population Control. Dr. Zabin became the founding director of the Bill and Melinda Gates Institute for Population Control. We see a lot of things uh, that are going very well, uh, things like reducing childhood death and... Uh, uh, things like reducing childhood death and... Uh... First, we've got population. Now, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, new vaccines, new vaccines, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. So Melinda and I wondered whether providing new medicines and keeping children alive, would that create more of a population problem? And what the developing world does not need is more children. Hmm. And I think that was the biggest aha to Bill and me when we got into this work, is we asked ourselves, of course, the same hard-nosed question you'd ask, which is, if you get into this work and you start to save these children, will women just keep overpopulating the world? And thank goodness the converse is absolutely true. This is a very important question to get right, because it was, it was absolutely key for me. When our foundation first started up, it was focused on reproductive health. That was the main thing we did because I thought, you know, population growth in poor countries is the biggest problem they face. You've got to help mothers who want to limit family size have the tools and education to do that. And I thought that's the only thing that really counts. Is spending a million dollars on that last three months of life for that patient, would it be better not to lay off the, those 10 teachers and to make that trade-off in medical costs? But that's called the death panel, uh, and you're not supposed to have that discussion. But that's called the death panel, uh, and you're not supposed to have that discussion. An epidemic, either naturally caused or intentionally caused, is the most likely thing to cause, say, 10 million excess deaths. Today, the greatest risk of global catastrophe doesn't look like this. 
Instead, it looks like this. If anything kills over 10 million people in the next few decades, it's most likely to be a highly infectious virus rather than a war. My dad was、uh, head of Planned Parenthood, and it was very controversial、uh, to be involved with that. My dad was、uh, head of Planned Parenthood. The ultimate solution, the only thing that really lets us go back completely to normal. And feel good about sitting in a stadium with lots of other people is to create a vaccine, and not just take care of our country, but take that vaccine out to the global population. Take that vaccine out to the global population. We have, you know, one in ten thousand、uh, side effects. That's, you know, way more, seven hundred thousand, you know, people who will suffer from that. Way more, seven hundred thousand, you know, people who will suffer from that. The side effects for the Moderna vaccine sound concerning. We looked. After the second dose, at least eighty percent of participants experienced a systemic side effect, ranging from severe chills to fevers. So, are these vaccines safe? Well, the Uh, the FDA, not being pressured, will look hard at that. The FDA is the gold standard of regulators,、uh, and their current guidance on this, if they stick with that, is is very very appropriate.、Uh, and you know, the, it, the 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 side effects were not super severe. That is, it didn't cause permanent health problems for.、Uh, The things there, they you know, Moderna did have to go with a fairly high dose, and so、uh, you know, to get the antibodies. Some of the other vaccines、uh, are going able to go with lower doses to get、uh, responses that are are pretty high, including the the J and J and the Pfizer. And so there's a lot of characteristics of these vaccines.、Um, it's great that we have multiple of them、uh, that are going out there and. Yes, I you, think you know the data the better than I do. But the bill, bill, the the data show that everybody with a high dose had a, a side effect. Yeah, but some of that is is not dramatic, where you know it's just you know super painful. But yes, there we need to make sure there's not severe side effects. The FDA,、uh, I I I I I I I I. I I think we'll do a good job of that,、uh, despite the pressure. But you don't have a choice. People act like you have a choice. People don't feel like going to the stadium、uh, when they might get infected. But you don't have a choice. People act like you have a choice. This is going to take a long time to recover. It's going to be, you know, people are going to be surprised at how slow and how how fitful this is. Or is this going to take a long time to recover? It's going to be, you know, people are going to be surprised at how slow and how how fitful this is. Remember, Bill Gates, Daddy, was the head of Planned Parenthood. What do you think Planned Parenthood is really all about? It's about making money, and it's about murder and depopulation. He's a eugenicist, just like his daddy, and he and his wife—they love to depopulate. Why does a vaccinated person have to wear a mask? 
Okay, this is something that as we get more information, it's going to be pulling back that you won't have to. But the, currently, the reason is that when you get vaccinated, you are clearly diminishing dramatically your risk of getting infected. That's one of the things we've got to make sure everybody understands. You dramatically diminish it. However, however, what happens is that you might get infected and get absolutely no symptoms, not know you're infected, huh? and then inadvertently go into a situation with vulnerable people. And if you don't have a mask, you might inadvertently infect them. Now, there's a small risk of that, but it's there. The other thing is that there may be variants that are circulating. We know New York area has their own variant, right. a 526. There's a South African variant. Fortunately for us, Chuck, the 117 variant that is dominant in Europe and in UK is right. also now dominant in the United States. Thank goodness the vaccine works very well against that variant. And maybe if you help them and take the jab, you can help them depopulate you.